This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. I'm Truman. I'm pretty sure this is episode 175. I could be lying. And, uh, yeah, this episode's called Double O Zero, mm. as in zero goals, zero wins. Two, two hats with no shots on goal? Oof. Um... Yeah, so this is actually episode 175. Apparently, when we recorded last week, I did not count correctly, and so therefore, Truman mistakenly, because of my direction, said it was 175. So, hooray for me. I blame myself because I almost always ask you for almost every episode. So you're blaming you're blaming you for asking me and for lying on me? I'm blaming myself for not asking you if we had the number right. Oh, so I'm, take, I, I'm taking I, I, a bullet for you. I would have. I, I'm pretty sure I said 175 though. So I mean, Taking I don't know. Bullet. Jay did work like 35 hours last week. It's true. Uh, th- that was 35 by the time we recorded the episode. Because then I had Friday. So there you go. Um. So yeah, Red Bulls uh, went to Montreal and uh, stunk. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess we should be glad we didn't see a red card. Sure. Why not? I think I think the last few times we've been to Olympic Stadium that we, we've gotten red cards. So I mean, hey, that's right? plus. So it came out semi unscathed. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I had to do that real quick. Yeah. So I mean, I guess from that perspective, everything's okay. Uh, no injuries at least. So is that Verone's supposed to be back this week? So that'll hopefully help. Yeah. But let's get let's get into talking about this one as we always do with our likes and dislikes. And Pat, you can lead us off. What did you dislike the most about this game? Um, where, you know, where to start? Um, you know, I think the biggest dislike I had is that, you know, through most of the first half and uh, early second half, it looked like this team was in control and uh, they might have finally broken through. But then they just, you know, Gideon Ba, you know, who we keep so much praise on in week one, uh, decided to have just a howler and uh, give it the ball and completely turn the momentum uh, in Montreal's favor. So, um, you know, and from there, I mean, you saw the rest of the game. It just was all downhill from there. Um, so I think that's uh, my big dislike there, that they just, in many ways, they blew the momentum that they had uh, going throughout majority of the game. Yeah, uh, my dislike is uh, that we heaped way too much praise on Gideon the week before. And then, you know, you can handle, we, we can handle a bad game, but EGAD. Yikes. EGAD would a giveaway. This absolutely brutal. I, I don't. Did anyone pick the Red Bulls to win this game? We didn't, right? No, we all picked draws. So, okay. at least from that perspective, we weren't like too optimistic, I guess. Yeah, I think we knew it was going to be a fight for sure. It's yeah. a tough place to go up there to play on on whatever they call that astroturf. I think it's even older than astroturf. Whatever's older than astroturf, I think that's what's up there. Mm-hmm. I think it's really like one of those play mats that you lay down for little kids to have like drawings of like tracks and buildings and stuff on it, you know. 
Oh, yeah. That's how bad it is. So, yeah, I, I apologize, Bob. I think it's our fault. We kind of hyped you up a lot last week, uh, and then there's just a terrible, terrible break. I mean, just bad decisions. Uh, it was really a, a bunch of bad decisions in that game on the defense, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, to think to all 90 minutes, he hadn't, didn't have a terrible game. It was just that one bad pass, really, for him. I mean, it, overall, he was a, a very good player. I think maybe even arguably the best player on the field, even though he gave away what led to a, directly to a goal. My um, dislike is just the, I guess, the agreement to you guys, just that we couldn't get into anything, and then when we sort of did, we just couldn't do anything with mental. My, like, we actually managed to get three shots on goal, but one of them was outside the box when Salazzo fell over immediately after kicking the ball. Mm-hmm. One was Brother Phillips with a very lucky touch to even get a shot in, and which went right into the, the keeper. And I forget how the third shot you came about. It was probably like an actual like soccer move that was supposed to work out the way it did, but then the shot did nothing. Um, but like we just looked very lackluster. Like even in the first half, when we were getting a lot of pressure on Montreal in their defensive third, it just couldn't do anything. Couldn't get a shot off. I don't know if it was just like too hesitant or just I, I don't know. Just uh, something I'm- something's not right on the offensive side at the moment. I mean, I mean, as I recall, I mean, you know, I could be wrong, but I feel like BWP started slow last year. He started slow two years ago, um, you know, and I, I said it last week, you know, this team practiced a four-two-two, two, um, you know, all throughout the preseason with Verone being such a key part of it. And now they don't have that, you know, um, and then the defense in general. I mean, yeah, they. I forget if it was Jay or Truman who said it. I mean, they, they made so many boneheaded decisions in this game. Um, you know, I've seen some some pundits say, oh, they got hit in the counter again. These were not ca- – maybe, but they were barely counters that were hard to get back on. They weren't your immediate counter. I mean, guys yeah, two, were, were just two, not – Two of them were because of defensive turnovers, so you can't right, call them counters. Right. I mean. That's not a counterattack. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, I mean, there was one – on the second goal, Wimette did not track the guy. You know, on a couple of plays that they did not get burned on, Zizo didn't track. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's it's – um, you know, I, I, but I will say I tweeted to Mark Fishkin at one point saying, I'm not panicking until Ver- they still look like this. I mean, this is not the exact tweet. They still look like this, uh, when Verone and, uh, Paranel come back. Yeah. No, agreed. This is not a full strength team yet. And, uh, the one maybe we can blame the bar, uh, bad pass on him not having Zubar right there, who was more than likely. Practicing with more, and then what? Uh, a couple games before the game, a uh, couple days before the game, you find out that's when Zubar got suspended. Right. Which can, can can we take a second to? I I know bashing the officials is kind of pastime mind, but why does the disciplinary committee have to wait so long to make these announcements? And fr- from a perspective of if I'm Jesse Marsh and I get to Wednesday without finding out that that happens, I start the game plan, and all of a sudden my game plan gets thrown out the window. Right. That's, I mean, right. and it's not just Zubar. He, was, he wasn't the only one to get hit. So it's just all around. The, if the disciplinary committee is going to continue, they have to get these things out on, like, Monday, like, late Monday. Yeah, I think decisions right. should be made on that Monday. Because it's, it's, it's only fair to all the teams that they get their that announcement really quick so they can actually, you know, game plan. Right. So, you know, while Montreal didn't have drug well because of turf, they also didn't have to worry about Zubar for what it's worth because of the fact that it happened on Wednesday. Like, if, if it was one thing, if it happened Monday, and then we met, had the whole week to train, uh, and then, you know, at least then you could say, well, 
at, if something were to go wrong, well, they had a week together. They should have at least had the basics down. Where now right. you could say they had like three, maybe three whole days together. And it was probably more like two or one and a half because of travel time. And it's just like you can't expect a center back combination to get any sort of basic chemistry going in that sort of a time frame. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and don't get me wrong, the the Zubar decision was right. He should have been suspended. But it, that call could have easily been made on Monday. It's not like they had to wait till Wednesday for it. Right. Right. Do it. Do it the next day. I think the league looks at, should look at every game. You're telling me in the span of an uh, an eight hour workday on a Monday, these people can't go through every major uh, foul like that and make a decision. Like, why weren't they doing it on Sunday as the games are going on? Right. Well, work on Sunday, Jay. Come on. <laughs> Who are these people? You're talking crazy now. I. They're only a professional sports league. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? What? Are, whoever on disciplinary committee? What else are they doing? I. I understand. I'm asking the question. I don't know who they are. Don't know. So I imagine, for the most part, they're probably just sitting around watching game film, like. How much time? And most, only, really, they're going off of whatever the referee's report is, right? Because they're not going to focus on every little thing. And they only have to watch like the play in question. Yeah, and most likely those are in the highlights anyway. So, do you guys I, think we should hire the three of us? Should hire a private investigator to look into who's on that disciplinary committee? No, I think we should have the listeners donate to our Patreon page. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Red Bull Ranch. There we go, everybody. We now it's have back. a use it's back. the Patreon page. <laughs> We're bringing right, so it back, everybody. We'll, 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 need, we'll need to set up a go- uh, goal. Like, right now, $5 is you get your name right at the end of the show. <laughs> um, we might have to set up another level for people for PI work where, like, once we release our report, your name will be included on the report. Maybe that's, like, 10 bucks. There you go. Yeah. That sounds about right. And that's that's per month, by the way, not per episode. Just in case anybody's thinking that. Um, anyway, back to the game. Yeah, it's just... Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, real quick predictions. Um, Pat Truman, 1-1 one, one draw. I predicted 2-2 two, two draw. None of us got it right. None of us got the first game right, so we're all still at zero. Big goose egg. And I guess we're not going to do likes about this game, huh? Is that what's happening here? Oh, actually... I mean, we can. Is there anything you even want, you even want to talk about about likes? Yeah, I like the game was at four o'clock, so I could get over it by the end of the evening. <laughs> that, that, was, that was something good. That actually was kind of nice. <laughs> I, I, I like that a damn good sports bar in Tropicana in Atlantic City put the game on for me, and uh, that I got to watch the bad taste of the game out of me. Little bag go to Ruth Chris Straight Steakhouse right afterwards. <laughs> uh, slight dislike for me that I didn't talk about, and uh, this is just me nitpicking a little bit. But why isn't MSG sending people to the game in Montreal? Uh, you had the people available, right? They, uh, I think just like last year, Jay, the away games are almost always done out of studio. But is is there even a reason it has to be done out of the studio? Like, I'm pretty sure if they sent the TV crew there, there would be room for them to sit and talk. It's not like it's cost cutting, and a lot of teams and a lot of leagues actually do that now. You'd be surprised. Lame. It's it's the newest thing because you can get you can sit there and watch the game the feed so quickly, you know. Yet MLS Live has a thirty second delay over versus over the air, so cost cutting, my man. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else about this game? Got no. No. All right. No. No. Uh, we're no, gonna. No. All right. Then we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna have on from Dynamo Theory 
Derek Stowers. We're going to be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the Rebel Ramp. Today we want to welcome on from the SB Nation site, Dynamo Theory, uh, one of the editors, Derek Stower. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And for the record, did I say your last name correctly? You did. <laughs> Damn. Uh. Slow, I'm going to slow clap myself here <laughs> because I don't I don't get names right enough. So, um, Derek, thanks for joining us. Um, of course, as we all know, Houston is uh, coming up to New York on Saturday um, for their first interconference uh, game of the year. But for our fans who probably, or fans who haven't been following uh, Houston, um, you know, last year was kind of an off year for you guys with your move to the uh, Western Conference. How has it been for the first two weeks of you guys in 2016? Well, uh, exciting, I think, is uh, the the buzz. Uh, so far, uh, you know, eight goals in two games kind of uh, creates that level of excitement. But it's it's a lot uh, of stuff going on, too. This is the first uh, time that Owen Coyle, head coach, uh, has had time to kind of retool the roster his way. This is his second season. And sort of the first season was him uh, getting his feet wet with uh, – an inherited team that he got from Dom Kinnear. So now he's kind of implementing his style a little bit more, and he's creating that kind of uh, attacking-oriented soccer that he promised when he first got here. And it's, you know, eight goals in two games. It seems to be working. Uh, it's it's kind of mind-boggling when you put the 5 nothing beatdown on uh... – Newly Western Conference rival, always been a rival FC Dallas, I guess we'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, how big of a surprise has it been so far to put up that many goals in two games? Well, very surprising. I Dallas is, you know, a top club in the league, and that hurts to say as a Dynamo fan that they've been that good. Uh, so some of it was uh, our our hope was maybe Fabian Castillo wouldn't play because he was injured in week one. And then, you know, to see him in the starting lineup after he was expected to miss two to three weeks, we're just, oh, there goes the hopes of, you know, maybe pulling this thing out. But then, you know, they just, they, they scored in the sixth minute, and they never looked back. It was just, they played with all the confidence and fun that you could see. Like, you could see in their faces and then how they played. It was uh, unselfish, and they were just having a good time. And, it is it is pretty exciting to see that kind of thing because you did not see that last year. You saw frustration and totally different team from last year. Now, would you say that you scored five goals against Dallas or four and um, Dallas got scared and kicked one into their own net? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Giles Barnes was uh, maybe a little too close for him, so he's had to put it in there for him, but... That that's probably one of the worst own goals I've seen in this league for a long time. I mean, that wasn't even that wasn't even an oopsie. Yeah, <laughs> that, 
there was no communication there whatsoever, and it was, you know, it was a well-taken goal. <laughs> so, like we said, you, uh, one win, uh, one draw, which is a really great start. What were your expectations, and what were the fans' expectations actually going into this season uh, since last year was kind of a letdown? Well, we knew we knew it would be an attacking-oriented uh, style since we brought in Andrew Winger and uh, Christian Maidana, but we didn't really think – we didn't really know how that would pan out because, one, we were getting these players from the Philadelphia Union who haven't exactly been a powerhouse. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't – you know, we added a, a new defensive midfielder, uh, David Rocha, to provide cover for that level of offense. Uh, we got another center back, and we provided uh, left back depth and right back. But, uh, you know, seeing the things come together, we didn't really anticipate they would go so well. I mean, we've got Kubo on the bench, and it looks like Bruin and Winger and Barnes and everyone seem to be playing well enough for him to stay there, presumably. And even uh, another forward, a younger player than Kubo, uh, Colombian Mauro uh, Manotas, who played much better than Kubo in preseason, uh, in our first game against the Revolution, he went in and said Kubo. So it's all, all very surprising for, for Dynamo fans to see some of these things. But, you know, it's working. So <laughs> we're okay with that as long as it keeps working. So, so far this season, the Rebels have lost their uh, first two games, 2 nothing and then 3 nothing. Uh, what weaknesses to the Dino will have so that we can go tell our good <laughs> coach that they're Well, uh, I can't tell you that. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on uh, in the Red Bull camp, but uh, for the Dynamo, I think where we can get caught is uh, specifically on the wings. If uh, harder to do against Andrew Winger because he tracks back, but uh, I think Lionel Miranda will probably fill in for Giles Barnes, who injured his hamstring against Dallas, and he doesn't come back as much. So getting space on the wing to push up the field and then sending in some some crosses might be pretty good. We're also missing uh, our starting goalkeeper, Tyler Derrick, again. So you got to test Joe Willis, test him off. And he had six saves against Dallas, which is weird. I mean, <laughs> I looked at that statistic. I was like, I don't remember that much action being on that side. But, <laughs> you know, he, he's good. He's a good shot stopper, but he's – not so good communicating with his back line. So if you get your chances and push us back, maybe maybe something could happen. But right now the team's kind of writing that we just beat Dallas 5 to nothing, level high. So cool. they're coming gonna, out with a, with a lot of confidence. Cool. I'm going to text Jesse Marsh right now. <laughs> so uh, last last year when the two teams met, uh, the Red Bulls just got absolutely shellacked. I think it was like, what, 4 nothing. Um how do the fans feel going into this one? Do they feel like they could pull out another performance like that? I, I think right now they're, they're, it's another one of those on-the-fence type things because, one, the Dynamo haven't been a very good road team in a while, and uh, specifically I don't think they've ever been a very good road team uh, at Red Bull Arena. So, uh, oh, I think the playoffs hard, hard, like the playoffs didn't happen, Jay. That's right. That was that was before that was before the away rules came back. <laughs> uh, and you know injuries to uh, Maidana and uh, Giles Barnes might hurt 
the the expectations of this kind of five to nothing level because after Madonna went off and Barnes went off in the first half, we had scored most of the goals. <laughs> and then, you know, it was up to Bruin to put away put the exclamation point on the game in the eighty fifth minute, I believe. But you know, there there's there's hope that we can do it, especially with Winger who's played out of his mind uh this season so far. So there's there's the hope that we can do it and pull off. But I think we'd be satisfied with just a draw. But you know, we kind of have that little hope. <laughs> if if the Dynamo are down late, uh, let's say by a goal, maybe two goals, what are the chances they fly in Brian Ching for one more one more uh, five or ten minutes in a game? Well, uh, I'd have to see if uh, the Dash, our Houston Dasher, are playing since he's the team president there. But if not, you know. Uh, that season doesn't start till next month. We got time. Yeah. Well, you know, preseason stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's always a chance that he breaks his retirement. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I do want. I want to talk a little bit before we move back to actually this upcoming game. Um, since we don't, re- I don't think we really have too many people from Houston on the show. No. We don't. Um, I, I, I want to talk about. I, I've, I think there's three great. Uh, stadiums in MLS, and I'm talking MLS soccer stadiums, and obviously number one, Red Bull Arena. Um, I put KC number two, although I've never been there, um, and I, I put Houston three, um, even though you guys have a college football team playing there, correct? Houston? Yeah, uh, we, we, we do. Some of the okay. Time, but right. not, not a but, I mean, you guys are the number one tenant, clearly. It was, it was built for the Dynamo. Um, how are things going with that stadium? We we always have complaints of the food lines are too long. That's always the biggest complaint. Or <laughs> parking is a pain in the ass. Um, how has the new stadium, BBVA, right? BBVA, yeah. Okay. Um, how's that stadium been treating you? How has uh, owners been treating fans uh, in that stadium? Very well. Uh, it helps now, I think, that, we're no longer attached to uh, the Galaxy's owners. We have our, our own ownership group. So <laughs> that's, that's always nice. Gabriel Brenner, one of the, uh, the big owners of uh, the Dynamo now that we're not part with AEG, has really tried to come out, help the fans, and you know, be, be one of those active owners. Uh, the stadium itself is pretty nice. Uh, we just, just this last season, we put in – Light rail that went right uh, right by the stadium. So infrastructure is now kind of getting there. It helps that it's downtown. So I don't know. I think I think it's good. We just gotta work on putting out more more food vendors so to avoid the line. But I think we're doing a little bit more with, with some of that. Man, do you do you laugh at um, FC Dallas Stadium like we laugh at uh, the Philadelphia Union Stadium? Oh yeah. <laughs> Just make it sure. Yeah. Just make it sure. I never know what. To me, to me, I forget what uh, FC Dallas Stadium is called right now, but it's it's always going to be Pizza Hut Park. Damn, me, you're and damn right. Damn right it is. <laughs> always and forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, they. It looks like uh, their entire group of fans that are at F, at Pizza Hut Park games travel down and are in the their own section here because it looks like that's how many people show up to their games. <laughs> well, they only sit on one side, so. 
for for the record, SC Dallas is at Toyota Stadium, which means we have okay. officially made it as a league because you have two stadiums named after Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there's Toyota Center in Houston, which is our, where the Rockets play. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that, that, just perfect, right? Just to make them feel like, you know, at home. The, to- the Toyota Dome is down there, too, right? The Toyota Dome. Uh, Minute Maid Toyota Stadium. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's uh let's circle back to the game. Um we probably should talk about soccer on a soccer podcast, but that's just my guess. I mean I, I don't know. Unless you want to make this about like the toy or the I was gonna say Toyota, like just like the Houston like downtown chronicles, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um but yeah, so the game uh coming up on Saturday, um Red Bulls Owens two coming into the uh, game, you guys are one and one. Um, who's a player that you can think of that isn't that is not highly touted that the Red Bulls fans should keep an eye on? Well, uh, I, I would say other than Andrew Winger, who's probably already on everyone's radar since he won MLS Player of the Week, so uh, humble brag right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other, other than him, I would say uh, whoever's going to fill in for him, and whether that's uh, or fill in for our injured players, whether that's going to be Lionel Miranda. And if you watch the uh, Houston uh, Dallas highlights, he assisted with a beautiful scooped pass to Bruin. So he's capable of being that level of creative. But he's someone to keep an eye on if he gets the starting nod. Uh, Oscar Boniek, that guy, if he fills in for uh, Maidana or Arn, he's, he's looked a lot better. Quick. Played most of the game. He had a 90 passing accuracy. Incredible for a guy playing as or attacking kid. Those guys, you know, you got Spark doing his thing because he's capable of just coming in, crashing. I would say definitely. So this is the question I love to ask all of our guests, um, and any other guest knows what's coming. Pat even knows what's coming. Jay knows what's coming. Uh, one player on the New York Red Bulls that you think Houston absolutely has to shut down in this game. Who is it? Dax McCarty. Wow. That, I think that's a first. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, I think it's the first, first time we got Dax listed there. I mean, there, there are a lot of players that, you know, kind of I'm always nervous about. Uh, you know, obviously Bradley White, Phillips, Grella, they're all capable of doing it, you know, doing amazing things. Uh, but – even the creativity of Sasha Collection. But really, Dax, is he's the engine. You know, he's the guy that stops. He's going to be the guy that stops the Dynamo offense, and we're an offensive-oriented team now. So <laughs> Dax is the guy I'm most worried about. He's going to be the guy that's just, I don't know, he, he can be like a clog. <laughs> just clog up our offense. That, that, that's one thing that makes me nervous. <laughs> I- I, 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 yeah, I like. It. I was gonna say. I think that's probably the first time anybody's taken the view of, yeah, the, you know, the guys up front are really good, but Dax McCarty is the thing that like kind of runs the engine. And if that, if you shut that down, it shuts everybody else down. And it probably actually is very true. It's just nobody's ever really done much to stop him because that's not the focus of most defenses. <clears throat> you know, if you think for for us as an offense-oriented team, if we let Dax, you know, intercept the pass or make a great tackle. 
he can he can jumpstart a a counterattack. And since we're an offensive team, we can have numbers back, and that could really bite us. So that's that's why I'm worried. Yeah, usually it's uh, of course BWP. Uh, Lloyd Sam, I believe, has gotten a lot of votes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Lloyd Sam has not shown us a lot so far in these early two games. Not not too much. Yeah, neither is BWP. <laughs> True, true. He's had a couple shots. Yeah. It's early. So, yeah, uh, oh, did pretty well. What, didn't he have a really good start early last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, had, he had a stretch for a while. I remember that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sounds about right. But, all right, this, so this Saturday, uh, what do you think will happen in Red Bull Arena? Who do you, what, what's your scoreline? Well, I think you guys do get on the scoreboard. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I think we do, too. I think that Houston isn't going to be able to find its first regular season win there, but I, th- I don't see us losing yet, either. I think I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw with uh, Bradley Wright Phillips getting on the board. I think Winger continues his run. So, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be one of those nail-biters, sure. Cool. Oh, so that's, what, two people for draws, I think? I think... Uh... We're going to get another draw prediction from somebody on this show later uh, on. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to – I don't want to spoil anything, but there's people looking down on the Red Bulls. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I, no, go ahead. I just wrote the uh, the preview for for our, our, our site's uh, take on the game, which will be up tomorrow. But uh, I, I wrote that this has, like, all the makings of a trap game where <laughs> where we're kind of injured, but – we're coming off of a big win, and you know, you guys haven't scored yet and haven't won yet. It just there's so much that it seems like. Well, yeah, obviously we could win. That's why it's tracking. You know, right, you're going to come pretty motivated. <laughs> and and maybe maybe uh, Houston used all their goals up in the last game. That happens too. You, you know, <laughs> fired so many goals in early. You got nothing left. Well, I hope uh, not. Yeah, for your, for your sakes, for sure. Uh, my, my final question: um, Are the Astros going to win the World Series this year? Is it, is it happening? Is this is this it? Is this the year? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> you know, Carrera's been doing it. I think I think they could. You know, they never know with the Royals doing their thing, or the Yankees are always there, <laughs> capable of doing something. But you know, the Astros—they're definitely making up for a lot of bad years. I'll say that. <laughs> Who did who did the Astros beat in that first round in the playoffs last year? That one game playoff. Would that be the the New York Yankees? Oh, that was that's right. I'm just checking. I just had to double check on that. You're right. No, they he's, totally. He's did. a Mets fan, by the way. And I remember '86. <laughs> John Mattingly saw the Yankees, right? <laughs> Cole O'Neill. That's a really name, right? I think Dave Winfield's still on the team too, guys. So. Yeah. I could have sworn Bernie Williams sold like 50 bases last year. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Derek. Before we let you go, um, of course we got we let everybody that comes on our show promote their stuff. So, where can people find you and your writing online? Well, you can find uh, me or anyone else on uh, that writes about the Dynamo on Dynamo Theory dot uh, com. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, what is my Twitter handle? Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a solid Twitter user right there, folks. <laughs> I'm not good at promoting myself. Uh, you can find me at uh, dsowers410 on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, 
I knew it was it. It's <laughs> <to> make sure. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Derek, thank you for coming on. Um, we'll see what happens on Saturday when Houston takes on uh, New York. Uh, for now, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. We want to thank Derek once again for coming on the show. You can uh, visit uh, Dynamo Theory at DynamoTheory.com. So coming up, as we were talking about, Red Bull's taking on the Houston Dynamo, their first Western Conference opponent of 2016. That game will be at Red Bull Arena on Saturday, March 19th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you were uh, in the U.K., I believe that's only a four-hour difference right now because of the daylight savings time. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. We have to be different and you know do things ahead of England on that. We one. like the sun. Um, and the game will be broadcast on MSG two. So of course, why not? Yeah, because I don't know what else is going on in MSG around that time, but I assume there's some sort of hockey or basketball game. All I know is Steve Cangelosi is still not available to commentate, and that makes me sad. Oh. Uh, so let's get into predictions. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on? Saturday. <sighs> um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, you know, we, we obviously have not seen much out of this team so far, and Houston uh, is 1-0-1, you know, with their most recent game being the win, a 5 nothing shellacking of uh, FC Dallas, so who's a very good team. Um, you know, and, you you know, when you see that score, you kind of look at our defense right now, and you're like, kind of put kind of puts you on edge. Um you know, it, it's a tough one. Uh, it, the Red Bulls can't possibly be as bad as they've been the past two games. I mean, they've got to come around, right? Um, but and, and at what point will they do it? Uh, you know, it, it's uh, – I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go – Though that being said, I think I'm going to go with them finally breaking out uh, and getting a win, um, even though I don't expect a huge crowd for Houston. Um, you know, so I'm going to go with – Go with a mm, no. Fuck! I'm going with a draw. Two-two draw. Uh, Red Bulls. I think Verona. I like, how you, I like how you in your mind you talked yourself out of a win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with a two-two draw. Verona helped get him on the board, but the defense is still shaky enough that I think they'll get burned. Uh, here's my thoughts behind this game: is that there's no way they're not going to score. They're, that they're not not going to score goals in this game. They got to score, right? You're not going to get shut out three times in a row. I think maybe the Red Bulls are just saving these goals up. I said last week I thought this was going to be their first win of the year, and I'm obviously going to stick to that. Uh, Houston scored five goals on the Western Conference champs, uh, regular season champs, excuse me, uh, Dallas. So I think they're in, They're going to have a big letdown. I think that's how it works. They scored all their goals last week. Uh, they're not going to score five, knock on wood, this week. I think having Zubar back is going to help, and obviously I think Verone's going to help and they're going to unleash the 4 2 2 2 2 2 2 2 2. I don't know how many people that is, but there's going to be a bunch of Red Bulls on the field. Uh, I like the Red Bulls winning this uh, 3 to 2. I think they'll be up 3 1, give up a goal a little bit later on, and then hang on and win. So 3 2, lots of goal scoring and tons of fun, and uh, they get off the schneid here. 
So I feel like they're going to win, too. Uh, I'm going to go a little more conservative, though. I don't think it's going to be a 3-2 like shootout um, like you think it's going to be, Truman. Um, I think it's going to be more of actually a defensive battle, which is kind of weird because like, MLS is this all of a sudden like goal-scoring opportunity just like all across the league. It's like everybody's scoring, like, you know, except for the Red Bulls. But it seems like everybody's just scoring now, and I feel like this week's going to be different for uh, this matchup. Um, <clears throat> even though Zubar and Bod don't seem to have the chemistry in the first game, I think that um, him Zubar coming back will be a, at least an improvement over we met, and uh, hopefully that extra game in Montreal gets the rest of the backline together. And I see them uh, doing a little bit better. Um, it's going to sound a little weird, but I kind of wish that Zizzo would come out for Duvall. Um, nothing against Zizzo, but I just feel like we need something different in terms of that position because he, he, Zizzo did get the shot off, but didn't seem to do much else on the wing, on the defensive wing. So you might as well kind of make a little bit of a change there. But uh, I think this is going to be a one nothing win. Red Bull is going to do enough to get the goal I, and then do enough on the defensive end for a shutout. Um Finally, give Robles, you know, a, a clean slate for the, the first time. I know it's only three games in, but he, he kind of deserves it. He's been shellacked a little bit uh, so far this year, but that, that's where I'm going with this one nothing victory. Red Bulls pulled out. Let's say Verone gets the goal because you know DP returns the lineup f- for the first time in the year. Why not? Well, right. I guess this is where the men become boys, right? Yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna lose three times in a row, not two at home. There's no way, right? No way. Come on, impossible. Uh, so this game is supposed to be on MSG two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently not live. What? Yeah, I just went to my listings. Apparently, it's not going to be live broadcast live on Saturday. Uh, that's news because the Red Bulls website specifically says it's on MSG two. Let me go. Dun, 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 dun. This is why we need the breaking news audio. Bah, MS- bah, 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 bah. According to Verizon FiOS, at uh, 7.30 p.m. on MSG2, they will be showing the New Jersey Devils at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Maybe they never updated the Red Bull site? Is there, what, what other MSG channels do you have to check it to see if uh, they're uh, on? MSG Plus, MSG Plus 2. If MSG I just do, it's riveting search, people. Me searching M- MSG 8 the Ocho. <laughs> All right, let's go. MLS Soccer, we're just going to search it on uh, on the little uh, the thingy here. So if you go to the MLS Soccer site, it's going to say MSG2 because it pulls the the New York Red Bull site and the MLS site pull from the same data source. I know that for a fact. Here we go. MLS Soccer on 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 Saturday. We have Saturday, 3.19, p.m. on MLS Direct Kick, Houston Dynamo versus New York Red Bulls. The first showing of Houston Dynamo New York Red Bulls on MSG – is at at 11 p.m. Whoa. Hold on, hold, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa According what? to the MLS app, the game is on MSG Plus Two. All right. I, apparently, my knowledge of the MLS site is completely wrong since we have three different three different MLS sites saying three different things. So you know what? Right. Fuck it. I have. Uh, see, I'm sure you can see that big glary thing right, right there, on. guys. I'm gonna make the screen bigger. Uh, Pull back a little bit, Truman. This is a a visual bit, of course. MSG plus two. According Uh, to my guide, according to my guide, it's not an MSG plus two either. I'm showing you right there. I have so we have the New York Red Bull site saying MSG two, the MLS site saying it's going to be MSG two, but at eleven o'clock. Truman's phone saying it's going to be at on MSG plus two. That's the MLS app right there. The app. And apparently, 
Pat's cable company saying, fuck you, it's not on any channel at 7. <laughs> so, you know what? Fuck it. I have no idea what it's going to be on TV. It even, says it even says it further down the line here when you go to the preview of the game. Right here it says 7 p.m., MLS Live, MSG Plus 2, and Houston's dumb sports page. Site. So I hope you guys are – whoever if you're listening to this, I hope you're one, going to the game, or two, outside the TV market and can watch on MLS Live. Or – and this would be really smart of uh, MLS to do – but I know they won't because fuck us, fans, for this. But if you lived in the TV market, hopefully they would open the game up to you live on MLS Live. Probably won't happen because TV contracts and all that bullshit, but I, that would be the best thing to do. Yeah. I think MSG saw that uh, you can preempt soccer games last year, according to Yes, and now they're doing it to us. Bastards. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess that's it for uh, the Houston match. So, as is customary, it is now time for the dumping ground. So, is there anything that you guys want to discuss that we haven't talked about tonight? Uh, two things, very quickly. That it was wonderful seeing Liverpool uh, draw Manchester United and then knock them out of Europa. Because that's just, that's just fantastic. That, that really puts a smile on my face. And uh, speaking of Europe, I don't know if you guys watched it, but let me tell you, that... Uh, Bayern Munich Juventus Champions League game yesterday was fantastic. That's, I watch it. That is a game you want to watch. Uh, if you don't know what happened, uh, the game was, I believe, 2-2 going into uh, Bayern Munich's, whatever their home stadium's called, I don't know, the Alliance Stadium, whatever. Um, which means they had two road goals, okay? Juventus then scores two goals in the first half. Uh, Munich then scores a goal... I, Midway, a little over midway through second half, scores the equalizer in like the 91st minute, and then they score two goals in the second half of extra time, and they're winning four two. Damn! I tell you, I, sometimes you can just love soccer, and that's one of those things where you can love it because it's so exciting, and you're like, these are the games that you want to show people who don't like the sport, people who bitch about that no one scores. I'm like, we got. I know, I know, we're talking Champions League, and we're talking top teams, you know, in the world, but still. Show them games like this. Go, look, this is a great game. Now and, come out to one of our games. And it helps because you weren't a fan of either team. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, I could just sit and relax, you know, relax and enjoy it. Now, we know some, I know some Red Bull uh, fans and friends of mine who uh, were not enjoying it on either side. So, wow. Just some miserable people on both sides. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for you, Truman? Uh No, not so much in the dumping ground. You guys? Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That's, yay! It's St. Patrick's Day, and if you're listening to this on St. Patrick's Day, go out and have a beer. What the fuck what? are you doing? Well, well, they may have been having a beer. You never know. They're sure. listening to this, so they probably are drinking. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, let, me, let me ask you guys this. What is your favorite green jerseyed soccer team? And you cannot name a national team. Celtic. Celtic FC. What an easy, easy pick. See, I, w- I was gonna say Celtic because I have do have an Irish connection, but that's yeah, that's too easy. I can't say the Cosmos. No, you Cosmos. cannot say yeah. the Cosmos. You cannot. Um, I'm blank. I can't even think of any other teams that have green for the jerseys at the moment. I mean, I am wearing an Antigua GFC jersey, which is from the Guatemalan First Division, but yeah. See, Pat's going all hipster on us now. So hipster. So hipster. I'm before. I'm I'm with Guatemala before it was even cool. Actually, actually, you have no idea how shocked I was when I looked at the Concacaf Champions League and see they're going to be in the next thing. I was like, oh, cool, have their jersey. I can 
I can wear it every time they play a Mexican team and get killed. Uh, yeah, I can't even think of honestly off the top of my head. I can't even think of a, another team that wears green at the moment. Mine would be Cork City FC. There you go. I I, I have no answer because I can't think of anything. It's there's Wolf, n- it's Wolfsburg. funny. There's not that many. Oh yeah, Wolves. Yeah. Portland. Oh, Wolfsburg. How did I forget Wolfsburg? What about uh, does does Werder Bremen wear green? I think they do. It does. Yes. She's the Germans. They like the um, Speaking of jerseys, though, the United States men's team released a new one today. Or sorry, the United States soccer, I should say, because it was for the men and women. Um, released two new jerseys. One, you know, a white and a, <clears throat> a white one for home. And I guess I have no idea when black became a color of the United States, but a black jersey is, I guess, our away jersey now. Well, I mean, and, Trump's going to be our next president. He is Hitler, so. <laughs> And I think those are, wait, do they have red sleeves or blue sleeves? I think they have red sleeves. I so think closer. one is red and one is blue, if I'm not mistaken. Like they're, they're uh, just... I, thought the, I thought the white one had the, the two colors, and I thought the black had the same on both. I don't know. Uh, either, either way, way it's, yeah, it's stupid. It was, it, it was, it's Nike, right? It's Nike, yes. Nike is just basically every year trying to outdo themselves, and because they, they should just keep the same fucking jersey for four years, but of course if they did that, they wouldn't make any money, any money but whoever buys these New Jerseys, ugh. Oh, what the hell are you thinking? Nike just, thinks that every team is the University of Oregon, and everyone just wants like four billion different kinds of jerseys. Yeah. So well, if, not, if they just kept the Centennial jersey from 2013 for like four years, I would have been happy. And then just do like the the same in like blue for your away jersey. Like there, mm-hmm. that's done. But no, like we can't have anything. This this is why we can't have nice things. This is literally yeah. what the saying is for. Yeah. So if you're a national team fan, do not buy this jersey. Do not give in to Nike. Like. Tell them, like, we're done with shitty jerseys. Like, we won't buy oh, the, the, the new logo sucks also. I was going to ask about the new logo. Because it's, so, it's, so, it's so generic. There's nothing yeah. other special about it. It's, impr- it's an improvement over the last one, but again. It's an, impr- it's an improvement, but I've already seen, like, two or three examples of where it's kind of ripped off of somebody else. Yeah. So, I mean, like. Well, there was that one example from a minor league baseball team, but they apparently released their logo afterwards. So uh, I thought I saw some, like, college or something. Mm. I had. I don't know. Again, I saw. I saw at least like two or three examples. I don't remember th- them exactly, but again, I'm all about the Centennial. I wish they had just stuck with that one. I love the Centennial and the, Crest. And the, yeah, the Centennial Crest is great. The jersey was nice and simple. Just why? Why can't we? Do- I don't know. I'm always fans of uh, keeping it very like simple. So I didn't think it was terrible. That's not the best thing in the world, but it's it's just simple and it's, different. It's the and... sleeves. If if it wasn't for the sleeves, it wouldn't be terrible. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the 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 uh, badge. Uh, well, the badge the badge is simple. But yeah. the jersey is just. Ugh. I think it should be like an American eagle, like just flying over the world and then just listing all the wars we've won. <laughs> that should be our crest. Why not just go full uh, Team America on the front? There you go. Hey, if, the, if the war had a number in it, we won, man. <laughs> That's almost true. Yeah. There's there's actually a war that didn't have a number we won. So. Well, the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Civil War, we beat up on ourselves. That don't count. No, it doesn't. It does for us. We live in the north. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically, I live south of Mason-Dixon line now, so I guess that's not true for me. Well, You're a rebel. Ma- but Maryland was still a... Uh, that's true. Maryland, Ma- well, Maryland was, I think, both. Well, it's, be- it's because Lincoln arrested all the people that wanted to secede, so he didn't allow them. But there, but there were soldiers that fought for the, the Confederates from Maryland, I think. Because I know there's there was some controversy with some statues somewhere in, like, western Maryland, and it's supporting Confederate soldiers, and I don't know. Have you been to Western Maryland, Jay? 
Uh, you mean Northwest Virginia? No, I have not. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know what it is. Because yeah. if you look at the map of Maryland, there's a little part where it's like shrink, shrinks really far down to like mm-hmm. maybe like a few miles. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard stories about that like area and how they're like West Virginia cousins. <laughs> We just lost our one uh, that part of Maryland listener. I don't think we have that part of Maryland <laughs> listener, so we're okay. Um, all right, so anything else? Uh, just my terrible team of the uh, week. I was about to go there. Okay. I want to make sure, I make sure, but okay, let's go to your, your team of the week. Well, we just talked about them for a while, didn't we? Dallas. Uh, oh, woof. Yeah. Woof. You give up uh, four goals and a half, and one of them you kicked it in yourself. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a thorough embarrassment. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. We can't. Really, I can't pick another team that uh, got shellacked as bad and looked just god awful in the game. Uh, for sure, Dallas. Egad, and I, I think that might be the first and maybe last time we'll talk about them because they should be a decent team this year. Well, Whew, I want to talk about Philly and DC more and the Smurfs, but they're not giving it to us, guys. I mean, DC gave us one, but let's early. get this. It's I early. know two weeks in, I want to get this cranked up. I want to throw them all in now. Agreed. It's early. Don't worry. You can, you can make fun of RK Stadium when we play there. Good, good. I plan on it. Play there twice this year, so plenty to make fun of. Well, which right. is a Friday game. I make no, I, that doesn't make sense to me, but anyway. Um, all right, so if that is it, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onesometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant and pledging X number of dollars per month. Yep, um, becoming a uh, private investigator. Yes, exactly. Yep. Help, help us uncover... I forget what it was. Oh, the display committee. <laughs> the disco, uh, disco tech. Help us uh, shed light on the disciplinary committee by pledging to patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. Um, you can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us and leave a voicemail at 973-348-5329. Uh, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter at redbullrant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at pmacda2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. And last week I said I was going to fix the Stitcher thing. I forgot to do that because life was a bitch. Um, (laughs) I will try to get to it. My weekend is looking a little busy at the moment, but I will try to get to it before the next show. I make no promises this week. Apparently my promises are nothing. They are. All right, (laughs) so last words before we get out of here. Uh, two things, uh, real quick, I, I was going to mention earlier, but uh, a very sad rest in peace to a friend, Roy Radix, who was in a band, Bigger Thomas, and the Rudy Crew. Awesome dude. Uh, Bigger Thomas actually played one of the ESC um, parties that we had at El Pat's door. Uh, he passed away, um, so I think, Sunday night. So, awesome, awesome guy. We're all going to really miss him. And uh, what the Red Bulls should do for him and for all of us out there is go out. And win. Yes, win. All right, so for Pat Schumann and myself, this has been the actual episode 175, and next week will actually be 176. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Slancha.